and welcome to the Paint and Bread Quarterly Slush Pile. We do all the curating, so you can just have a good read when you go to pbqmag.org. Um, so how this works is as we call through our slush pile, we find submissions that we think might make good conversation, and we contact our authors and ask the permission to read them out loud on air and have an editorial meeting on air for you, our listeners, to listen to. So uh, those who are loyal slushies know that I am always in the studio at Trexel and that I always get excited about new things. And today's new thing is that I am in my bedroom. <laughs> and just to let you all know, we have to call this one Robisode 2 because I am in my robe. <laughs> I wish I were in my robe. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I uh, went to the gym. I, I didn't just wake up and in my robe. I went to the gym this morning, came in and out of the shower, and I am sitting here showered in my robe. And it is kind of fun. It's very weird to be. Um, not that sounds so comfy. Yeah. That does sound so comfy. It's That's very so funny comfy. to not be in the studio with you guys. But anyway, I just want blah, blah, blah. I didn't say who I am. I'm Kathleen Volkmiller. I'm an essayist and um, co-editor of the Peanut Bread Quarterly with all of these lovely folks. And um, I guess just I'll, I'll go to tradition and stay in Philly, even though I'm not there, and um, say, who's there? Who's there in Philly? I'm here in Philly. My name is Tim <laughs> Fitz. I'm in Philly. <laughs> Yeah, Zoe and Ali. Ali's next to me. Hello, uh, I am Ali Ziabash, a senior at Drexel University. Um, this will be my final, well, maybe not final, uh, but my uh, last appearance as the co-op here for, for Painted Ride Quarterly on, uh, on Slush File today. And I am also in Philly. My name is Zoe Heller. I am a graduate student here at Drexel doing the social media for Slush Pile. And I believe this is also my final uh, recording. <laughs> well, both of you have open doors, guys. It never has to be your final. Um, the other thing that's exciting that's happening today is that Marion and Jason are both in New York. They are not Yay. together. But we're we, all we are not together. But we are we are both in New York. I I have apparently found the loudest coffee shop in the entirety of New York, <laughs> where people only order espresso drinks, and um, like the little espresso thing needs to be banged out. Like I don't know, like every two minutes. So yeah, I am I am Jason Schneiderman. I turned in my tenure packet last yeah, night. Yeah. I am a little bit loopy, and uh, I haven't had a lot of sleep, and I'm just <laughs> making really bad choices today. So I don't know if that's a good segue to the um to the podcast i'm just saying I sh I, my judgment today may be a little bit off jason right. have you um started working at a coffee shop <laughs> <laughs> is that are, are you blowing my cover are you telling everyone that i actually got fired is that, is that what's going on jason's side hustle right is a barista uh, yeah. at a coffee shop nice <laughs> I, I think that might be fun. I, I think about it sometimes when I'm in coffee shops and bars. Like I could do that work again. Absolutely, absolutely. I could. Oh, that my was God. my plan. I, I meant to become a barista when I moved to New York. Oh really? Um, I just failed. 
I just I just became a graphic designer by accident. <laughs> I remember that. That's when I met you. You were you uh, designed yeah. the first issue. Of that's that's how I that's how I became involved with Painted Pride. I designed mm-hmm. the first print annual. That's exactly right. Those were those were my graphic design skills. Oh my right. God! If we start talking about that now, we will never come back though. <laughs> Right, well, we won't. We won't. So uh, let me let me jump we, we in. We can't reminisce. Like we did a whole episode to reminisce about how That's, the print that annual be came fun. to be. Maybe we'll do that one from yeah. uh, from <laughs> Portland. I would like to. Oh my God, I would love to do Portland. that. That would be a mini I also but, spend some time as a bartender. Marion, where are you? Where'd you manage to find space? So I am in the rumpled covers of this lovely bed at the Martin <laughs> Hotel. Um, and I was lucky enough to wake up early, sit in the lobby, do a bunch of writing, hang out with Michelle Kotler of the Community Word Project. Um, and now I'm back upstairs uh, with a do not disturb sign on the door, hoping hoping for the best. Um, and it's lovely to be back in New York City. Woo! I love it. And I love that I can picture you and that hotel and all the whole shebang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's such a nice hotel with a fireplace. Yeah. Like, it's the, yeah. Mm-hmm. With those ridiculous ice cream sandwiches. Bacon and ice cream sandwich combo <laughs> is right. a, glorious, mm. a glorious thing. Can you guys imagine that that silly? It was an ice cream sandwich and it was rolled in bacon bits. Like yeah. the ice cream edging was rolled in bacon bits. I don't think I like that. <laughs> I've seen. I I've feel seen like five like... years ago, someone figured out that sweet and salt actually work together and don't fight each other. And it's like, it's like we just keep discovering it. <laughs> it's like it's like someone someone else would be like, what else has sugar and that we can put together with something that has salt? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh. And it's like, um, like we've been doing this a while now. Yeah. Remember when people were putting salt in their chocolate milk? Oh, I never, I was never aware that that was happening, but I believe it to be that, true. That was a thing. That was a thing, putting salt in your chocolate milk. Yeah. Right. It made it onto an episode of um, Modern Family, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, there's no transition there, but we really should um, <laughs> try to get rolling. Um, but here's well, thanks the for the dead end, Jason. Here's the craziest thing that's happening um, is Philly cannot hear us. Or we can't hear them. Okay. We're just not talking. So We can hear you. Oh, you're there. Okay. A minute ago, Zoe said you couldn't. All right. So listen, can I just read the first poem? Can we just jump the heck in here? Do it. Yes. Everybody just keep on trucking on no matter what the heck is happening, okay, with the technology. Roll. Um. So today we have two poems from Ryan Clark and I'm thrilled that he has allowed us to look at them and discuss them on air. And here we go. I'm going to read the first one to just get this show on the road. Uh, Ryan Clark, Creta mine for Creta, Oklahoma, no longer a town. One touch Creta wherever you want to seize a thing from out of the unfriendly earth. This is a sound we make furious with mineral imagination, the heave of sight, advertising what we love of the future, but which is just land unsuitable for farming. Mine is a cover for rocks, much like the rest, but only these are mine. This is a land that only I can open and I will line my position with structures. Two. To turn, to turn a crust into use, you must take a skin 
and tear the layers through a mill where the word copper is processed. From unwanted versions of redness, the earth has retained. Then, from the freshly revealed form, make units of yield. Sell this in a quantity that feeds the mine you discovered when you bought what a place is. Three, a town of Creta forgot to catch a feel for history, leaving nothing. The mines opened after the wake had evened out. This is how everything is fit to the bundle of was. Not a trace of splash, but the unavoidable loss of stillness pulsing in new ways. What left the land knew the dirt as well as the miners had. Towns create enormous piles of knowing of dreams sewn into everything in the dead of night. It is not dug up and carried away. It will not be processed. Four, at the mile where a body was, I see nothing but a road divided land. Trucks shake through the area automatic. Such is a repossessed story of Creta, contained in a line just for a moment. It drags its traces with it way out of sight. You send pounding feels toward the sound of its rumors and know this is over already. No foot is large enough to drive itself through years of dirt. Time shovels its song deep and unaware. Five, wide the pay of oil, wide the machine to drill, wide enough to hide a blue sky in unceasing width of hope wide enough to force it down with eventual losses, down where you realize you were wrong to spend so much to take apart the deep earth. Among the early efforts to make of Creta a way to take, this was a faint passing through the rustling of its scrub brush. Each of its resources refused to make productive land enough for a town, and so miners shred their hands for a while and leave unused parts far more patient than money. Six, in a roughly peopled width of space, Creta is a sign grown into. Fathers and rust turf, mothers and wind dress, a thought just looking outside at the everyday the town never got to reach. The mine is not only a word for economy and scratch, but also the way the home hears itself in a mind. Bravo. Nice reading. Well done. Nice very, reading. very nice. I love that. Wow. Right. Super lots to digest. So while my, while the editorial staff is thinking, let me remind the listeners that this poem all of the poems that we read on the podcast will be on our website, pvqmag.org. You can read along or read ahead or read after or whatever you like. So. I mean, I, I, I was going to say, what, what I, was, I was thinking a lot about the way that the poet creates this kind of distance between um, the inside and the outside as sort of like the observational of the kind of like omniscient narrator, but also the kind of like familiarity of... Um, 
actually knowing the space really intimately. And I think it's really well done. Like, I mean, we've looked at other poems where there's like a kind of um, exoticism to the place being examined or kind of unfamiliarity or a kind of, um, it, 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 that creates these concerns about misrecognition, that we feel like there's something being misrecognized. And here, I, I was really impressed by the way that it seemed to be both incredibly intimate and knowledgeable without ever kind of hinting at a sort of um, personal connection and kind of maintaining that objective perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. As you may have guessed, these are from a series. You know, we're going to be reading another one. Uh, he yeah. sent us three and one got accepted elsewhere. Um, and he's, uh, you know, I can, re I can read the cover letter later if you guys need it or want it. But um, Tim... I'm calling on you because I want to make sure we're hearing Philly. Yes. I can, can you hear thoughts? me okay? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I've I've made peace with my <clears throat> tendency to connect one poem to other poems. That and means you're never going to say that shit again? No. That means that's all <laughs> I'm going to say. <clears throat> and if this poem... I, I like what Jason is saying, and I feel like for me... If if the other poems in the series are a little more electric, then I really like this as a kind of, let's say, like in if this if the series of poems were movements in a sonata, I can I'm into this as an adagio movement or something that's a little slower that kind of just grooves along. If the next ones are gonna, I don't want to say in a mean way, but kind of wake me up a little more. You know what I'm okay. saying? I can before you go go. I, I can, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Jason. Could I have um, a little cinnamon on top of my cappuccino? <laughs> um, do you hear? Does that make sense? Both the order and the comment. So I I'm gonna connect them. I just that that instinct it, it keeps coming back for a reason, and I feel like that. I mean, it's not just connected to the other poems. It connects. It connects to all of his poems and all the. You know, in some way, there's that invisible connective tissue that reaches out. But in in this series, I, you know, nothing about it at all offends me. I I like the <laughs> I like the the rhythm of the language. I know that's what's the most important thing. It is the most offend. important thing because there's so much. God awful offensive stuff out there that I just can't take it anymore. So when it's not in there, I think it's like Christmas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, you know. I, I'm a Jew. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> then it's like um, <laughs> Easter. Sorry, I'm being really beat today. Um, or like, shop. it just brings out a really bad side of me. <laughs> Jason Schneiderman, snarky barista. All right, um, Tim. Sorry to sorry to step on that line, but I I just want to go back to the title, yeah. right? So, Krita yeah. mine for Krita, Oklahoma, no longer a town. Um, so that like the epigraph or the dedication there underneath the title sets the pay or sets the tone for that adagio, Tim. Right? Like, so yeah. this whole thing reads like somewhere between a lament and a and a ghost story right like it's this this town mm -hmm. has it, you know disappeared right into in into its ambition and to its um abandonment 
right? And the the multi yeah. multi part moves are actually, you know, it's 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 you know it it flirts with being ponderous, right? But it's not. It's just sad. It's like a, a very sad, <clears throat> at least to my ear, description of of the sort of structures of feeling inside this town, right? Um, yeah. Like which is it's compelling as a whole as well i kind of like that the lining goes from kind of spread out to closer to spread out again Zoe, if you're talking get up on your mic can't hear you right here can you hear me yep you got to get right up on it what were you saying uh i like the layout of the poem can you hear me now yep cool yeah i don't know i like that it goes from like spread out and the lining to close together to spread out Mm -hmm. Mm hmm yeah thanks for pointing that out so this is uh this keeps it doesn't even go alternate it, it changes a couple times mm -hmm. uh so i was reading the numbers one two there's six sections and some are uh two line stanzas and some are uh blocks not wrapped they're still end breaks but uh line breaks but um, and yeah, the format is different with each. One line I really love is a town of Creta forgot to catch a feel for history. Yes. I think that's a brilliant yes. line. It sure is. I love everything toward the end. And um, that section in five, wide the pay of oil, wide the machine to drill wide enough to hide a blue sky an unceasing width of hope right mm -hmm. top of five, section five that's gorgeous well it reads like an incantation too when you read that it, it really felt um like a kind of gathering of energy right which and it and a dispersal simultaneously which is super cool right yeah I have inside information from his cover letter, but I really feel like that might make a good conversation when we're done deciding on the poems on their own. Um, because like we never do artist statement or anything like that. Uh, but what he does have to say is pretty darn interesting. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Um, you know, I like I like the simple fact to, you know, make this as basic as possible of the fact that we don't get poems about a topic like this. And mm -hmm. um, and I like that it's making me think about that, how, how much that occurred and still occurs. Like, Mary and I actually thought about uh, where your sister lives in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. you know, a town was formed by a furniture factory and now that furniture factory no longer exists so now there's a town right yeah so it was um the it was a textile mill right so it's oh, called, sorry yeah it's Kannapolis, north carolina and it's named after the cannon mills that are no longer there so you get the sense of like what kind of industry held like drove that city propelled that town and then when the industry fails the town like sort of sputters into it's a different kind of existence right right um and then try you know and Kannapolis is a whole different story like it's trying to like resurrect itself and i think with Krita, oklahoma it is it, it is the dis like dispersal right um and abandonment right that is the center of of the poem um which is you know provocative yeah 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 
Yeah, I like it. It's just about a topic we don't think about and see, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering, I don't want to rush anybody, but we have another one by this author in the series. And uh, I know that Jason's time is short today and we have a lot of technical difficulties. I'm wondering if we can um, already vote or am I really rushing it? No, I think we're ready. I really, I'm, I'm no, stuck. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, hey, Zoe, I'm going to text to you since we've already been texting, okay? okay? One, two, three, vote. Well, count ours too, Tim. Give us the official, is it in or out? Just yes or no. Count ours. Zoe has ours, and so does Ryan. It's in. It's in. Yeah. I think. Um, it's Jason, in. I'm sure it's congratulations. in. All right. Hey, Mayor. Yeah, honey. Since you're not worried about being um, dropped, do you want to read the next one by Ryan? Oh, yeah, I could do that. Hold on one sec. Um, I was just t typing a note to Jason. All right. So, perfect. Um, hang on. All right. You know what? We started in. I was like, is it Krita? Krita? No, I know. I know. I didn't even know how to say it either. But I didn't even think about it until I started right. reading it. I right. did ask Krita, but. I was going to yeah. ask you if I had to read. Like, if it was All right. Ryan, uh, or... Ryan, are we ready to read again? We're jumping back in. Yeah. All right. Um, so, hi, this is Mary, and I'm going to read Ryan Clark's Crossing Trails, Cowboy to Homesteader for Warren, Oklahoma. One. We tether to a bend in a fork in a mud-faced river. It is much more complex than this course of trails that drained us through the past, this loud gathering of cows that has given us this process for roots as to what living has launched us here. Our settlement grew at the feet of granite in a wildness of grasses, flattened hard as a crossing. Here are engines we turn into a way to make a home into a way to feel love at the view of really any fixed thing when we are away for as long as it takes to see with the eyes of return. We place ourselves at the road where pass a wide thread of cattle and we stay to build when the thread is cut. Two, to be a product of the Great Plains, you must become a line with a series of hooks holding you in the dirt. The force you fear is the wind. It isn't history in the usual sense, but it does pull you out and forget. Three, religion assures us as a sound heavy enough to anchor a warren uncrossed by the herds of the past. We are a strong series of ties in a building fit to purpose. We imagine the spirit entering the skin and talking. What thing do we have as a way to hold each other on the frontier except for this? The building of rooms extends with the distance from isolation we are in prayer. And these rooms are remade over years as signs of Warren's existing. For every day that we are full, we are a town that continues rising out of grasses. Thank you. That's a mesmerizing poem, I'll tell you. It feels a little like it does this little hypnotizing thing to you as a reader. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's lovely to speak it, but it's also like 
really holding the mind in place and studying that town. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the structure of this one again. I feel like with number one, he's almost trying to refer to the river with mm-hmm. oh yeah the thin stanzas which I uh huh and it's long and narrow yeah and winding and then two has a lot of air mm-hmm. and then three is a two stanza long wide poem right I uh, really love the through line um, in the first section we have our settlement grew at the feet of granite in a wildness of grasses flattened hard as a crossing, right? Mm -hmm. And then our last lines are, for every day that we are full, we are a town that continues rising out of grasses. Mm -hmm. I love that image, a town rising out of grasses. Funnily enough, I think only Mary, well, some of you might actually know this. Uh, We were just talking Uh, with Jason about our first print annual, I'd say about 15 years ago by now, maybe even 18. 18. And and, um, that image is a house sinking somewhere in the Netherlands or something, right, Marion? Do you remember where that house? Yeah, it's it's in Newfoundland. Newfoundland. It's a great story about these these towns that were abandoned and then the buildings were left behind to collapse or moved by boat to new yeah. Right. But yeah. so it's a black and white cover, and that image yeah. is so arresting because you're, it's a house that could be sunk or could be rising, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With all this brush around it and grasses and all of that. It makes me Yeah. Thoughts in Philly? I think I like these poems if they were separate poems. I like the first half of number one, and then when I get to hear engines, I kind of tune out a little, but I love the first two little sections. It it just seems like our settlement grew at the feet of granite in a wilderness of grasses flattened hard as a crossing. It's such an amazing ending to a poem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it's not the ending, but my, everything that I'm thinking is thought that it's ending because it ends so well. So I'm I'm kind of full after that, you know. The the bite I've taken is reached a perfectly, it's, it's digestible at that point. Um, and then number two, I like that as a poem. If I read that as a poem itself, I like it. Um, to me, that's a fully formed image. Yeah. And I don't like it better connected to the other parts of the poem. I like it better alone. I mean, together, do I like them all together? Um, Okay, you know, in a way. But apart, I really like them. I would read them over and over if they were separate. And I'd read it once together. Well, you can still do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to, though. There's too much information for me to do. To take things apart. You know, Tim, that's such an interesting puzzle, though, right? Like, is that is that a question of separating out the parts, giving them separate titles, and making discrete poems of them, or is it something that, like, if this were in a chapbook, and I haven't read the cover letter, so I don't know really what the story is with the project, but if this were a chapbook, or even to be published in the print annual, if it was one section per page, 
that would actually create the experience mm. that you're describing, right? And so instead of reading it in a Word document where one's jammed up next to the other, but if you spread it out in the in the publication, right, yeah. um, page to page, that might put space enough yeah. between them. That's an excellent point, Mayor. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly that, why we like certain things a certain way, but mm -hmm. if that was on its own page with its own title, I'd be mm -hmm. into it. And when Isn't it's not, I'm not into it. It's like when you look at a, you know, a, a, if you go to a gallery and they jam too many pictures on the wall, it just gets irritating. You just, it's just you have conflicting images. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a little bit mysterious why we have these connections to it, but one is, one is irritating and one is pleasing. Hmm. You know, and yeah. all I can go by is what irritates and what pleases and then figure out why from there. Uh -huh. And if I can't figure out, then I just move on <laughs> with my life and try to figure out other things. <laughs> you know? uh, so listen, help me figure this out then. What do you make of that title? Um, yeah, if that was the title of the first poem, I like I like it. I mean, the language harmonizes with the images. I mean, the, like I was looking at the first word, tether. That mm -hmm. seems like the type of word they say a lot in Oklahoma. Things are tethered to things. And there's all <laughs> kinds of good things that happen from being tethered. And there's all kinds of horrific things that happen because of being tethered. And it's always on their mind. Mm -hmm. And I, so it's crossing trails to um, flattened heart as a crossing. I'm, um, I'm down with it completely. I think um, I would like it the title as just crossing trails though yeah i'd be okay with that i'd be okay without the used cowboy to homesteader as the title for the second <laughs> <laughs> we got enough title we got <laughs> split up the titles and match them to the <laughs> other poems that could get cut up well i don't know i don't know tim i would disagree with that because that that's exactly what he's talking about and in that passage here are engines we turn into a way to make a home it, you know, we were, I don't want to say just, but yeah, we were just cowboys, right? There's all this stuff about moving the cows around. And now the settlement is growing in other ways that require engines and machines. So we're not cowboy. We're not yeah. all cowboys here anymore. Yeah. I like, I really like this line. We are a strong series of ties in a building fit to purpose, mm -hmm. right? There's something that like, ah, uh, the like the punning there for is is so delightful because it's like you know kinship ties, community ties, right? The loose ties of a of a town, right? But then almost like railroad ties, right? Like like the series of, right? Um, like actual material ties right uh that are used for either building roads right or or buildings for that matter and then you get a building fit to purpose which sounds so efficiently connected to building a town right or to maintaining you know a warehouse or a factory right those sort of architectural efficiencies and um I, there's something that's ch like weirdly charming in the juxtaposition of that kind of like you know prosaic like non-poetic image that becomes so poetic 
here, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I also appreciate the sprinkling of emotionality in this one. Huh. Uh, the human, maybe I mean the humanness. I'm mm -hmm. seeing the humans even more in this one when the la than the last one. Uh, I think because of the word love, the exactly the line that Marion just pointed out, uh, what thing do we have as a way to hold each other on the frontier except for this? Right? Mm -hmm. uh, the reference to religion. Uh, I, I like I like thinking about the humans forging this life. Silence means thinking. You're hearing the sound of thinking, listeners. We are pondering. Well, I really want to tell you more, but I think that we we really have to have both votes in before I tell yeah. you. Is that a vote call? I think that might be a vote call. Yeah, okay. Let's take it as such. All right. Tim's marking his tallies. Wait, nobody counts to three anymore? Is oh, that like thing, oh, a thing one. not done? Tim is supposed one, to. Two. He's feeling I, I he's going to be my, barista. I in my mind. <laughs> one, said. two, three, vote. <laughs> and it's in. Yay! Woo! Yay! All right, now spill the beans. What can you tell us, Kathleen? What can you I, I can. I, I didn't ask his permission to do so, but I'm sure he will allow me. Um, he says in his cover letter, each poem comes from a longer manuscript, Old Greer County, which traces the history of a section of southwest Oklahoma that, until 1918, excuse me, that until 1896 was part of Texas and hmm. writing these poems, which document communities that have disappeared or are, or are on the verge of doing so. I used a unique method of homophonic translation, wow. which relies on the resounding of a source text letter by letter, according to the various possible sounds each letter is able to produce example. Cat may become ash by silencing the C as in indict and by sounding the T as in sh sound as in ratio. Hmm. The source texts for these poems include archival materials from the old Greer County Museum in Magnum, Oklahoma as well as brief write-ups of these communities in print and online. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so there. Very now interesting. <laughs> so, now, so what we just accepted are two extremely experimental poems that right. were flying under my radar as experimental because it, it they don't present, right, as, as right, being based on that sort of 
project. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. That is amazing. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to keep abusing my uh, thin relationship with Ryan Clark. I absolutely don't know. (laughs) And it only was, you know, email correspondence about being on the slush pile. But um, he says in his cover letter, uh, I only discovered PBQ a few years ago, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, many journals feel hit or miss with their poetry. It's been truly difficult for me to find poems in PBQ that I don't legitimately like. Hmm. And then he names two favorites. I guess we'll ask his permission to say those favorites. Hmm. And then he says, it makes me happy to see poets playing with form. Mm-hmm. alongside more traditional free verse mm-hmm. and this openness is a big reason why i am submitting my work to you that's great that's that really great? great that's awesome yep. yeah yeah i always try to say that it's hard to uh categorize pbq's aesthetic mm-hmm. you know and um so there you go uh uh and and here we go so the editorial discussion now becomes where do we publish that information about this homophonic translation. Well, that's a great, so I would reach out to Ryan and ask him that too. Like what what might he suggest? And then we can kick around some possibilities, right? right. Either, you know, a footnote at the bottom or a link to an author's note, you know? Like right. there's there's a couple of well, possibilities. It's easy online, it'll be hard in the print, right? Right, easy, exactly. Easy online, especially exactly. if he has some kind of website going or something. But that's right. yeah, all right. Fantastic. Uh, Tim, does that train your, tra- uh, change your feelings by any? No, it <laughs> it doesn't. But what I do I, what I do find interesting is that usually, when like in the American the best of best poetry of the year, or, um, what is it called? Best American poetry. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not a fan of having them explain poems because they talk too much about the guts of the poem that sap the energy. But I feel like this is a more of a nuts and bolts type of information mm-hmm. that people might would like to actually read. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so it's interesting though where to put it. I would maybe even put it on a separate page after the poems, in a way. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's there's possibilities are endless of what we can do. But in, kinda... in the author bio, it would be just too clunky. Yeah, right. I'm leaning into putting it somewhere. Yeah. You know, for sure. So, um, so, wow. All right. What's sad here is we do have one poem by one poet that we keep putting in our bundles and not getting to. I think we should do that poem when we're together in Portland. Right. We We have strung that poem along. It deserves us to be present with glasses of, Portland wine or yeah. something, right? Hey, um, they good. Remember the wine we had in, from Washington? So. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to we need to celebrate that poem um, together, and we can make a make our our podcast a live situation with all of us in the same place. All right, that sounds like a plan. Um, so, does anybody? I have something. I'll start. What 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 made me very happy this week? Um, I listen to many podcasts, as I've referred to here, and uh, Sharon Olds is on the latest episode of On Being. Oh, nice. Yeah. So listeners, I don't know when you'll hear me say those words to you, so look in the archive, but the On Being podcast with Krista Tippett has Sharon Olds. 
and is really 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 lovely she reads some poems she has conversations uh it's pretty awesome so i i have to send a reveal so it'll make sense so marion is sending me from her hotel room where she where i stayed with her once mm -hmm. these beautiful uh sconce lamps that come out of the wall and uh, we're going to send it to Zoe and let her Instagram it for Marion's live feed for where she is right now. <laughs> That's, that would be a good post for today, actually. Cool. I'm going to send it to you via Facebook right yes. now, Zoe. Um, anybody have anything else they want to share? All week, I think of things that make me happy that I want to share during the podcast. And then the morning of the podcast, I forget them. But something made me very happy this weekend. <laughs> I can't remember the exact location. But I was uh, in San Francisco last weekend and was only able to eat at two burrito shops uh, at the Mission in San Francisco. And I would recommend that people go there and eat at all of the shops, <laughs> all of the burrito shops. Just one, one after each. the next. Um, because they're all, they were the most amazing burritos that I've had. And I cooked burritos <laughs> well, for a year after know. college, which would. <laughs> Which were not bad. I uh, I have to fly backward when we leave Portland. Uh, well, backwards and down. <laughs> I'm going to San Francisco first, and then straight across the country. But I will not have time to uh, deplane and go. Yeah. Just take a <laughs> road trip in the middle of the night. Just drive down. Mm -hmm. After it ends, take a crew of people down there, <laughs> load up on burritos, <laughs> or do Uber Eats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Run those bastards in the ground. Cool lamp. <laughs> that is a very cool lamp. It is lamp. a cool lamp. <laughs> looks like a hand for the viewers. It looks like a hand holding a candle. That's on the exactly wall. right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Anybody have anything else? Ali, no. any parting words? Even though you'll be back. Mm. Uh, it, you know. It's, it's it's tough. It's tough. You know, I'm getting a little teary eyed right now. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll 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 survive. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll see you all day tomorrow. We'll work. I'm very worried about the website, but we won't discuss that on air. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess that's it. Um, thank you so much, Ryan Clark, for sharing this with us and. Uh, We'll be in correspondence and thank you to our listeners and uh woohoo keep reading yay right on ryan clark <laughs>